Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. Here we go. And it is called In Your Eyes. Can you see me? I see you. I see the windows to your soul. You have this ambiance about you and more I'd really like to know. Charismatic, intelligent, and a sense of humor too. There is just something about this that draws me close to you. When I look into your eyes, I become hypnotized, not just by the way they're shaped or their color too, but by how you make them smile. What else can they do? Can they speak to me like no others can? Will they reach into my soul? Do they carry a sweet romance or a story never told? Do the tears that fall sometimes from them fall gracefully at will or are they trying or are they trying to hold back no wasted tears to spill in your eyes i see pure love the kind without a spot they make me want to jump right in and while gazing just get lost inside your heart your will and desires forgetting everyone i see my future in your eyes please tell me that you're the one so i hope that you all have had the most amazing evening morning afternoon whenever it is that you hear this episode however today what i wanted to talk about is to be or not to be married. I've done a little research just out of curiosity because sometimes I find it quite interesting how when you speak to certain people that are married, they tell you, child, stay single. And then when you speak to certain people that are married, they're like, child, I can't wait to be united with my boo. And so I kind of just wanted to do a little research to look into what the pros and the cons are, whether or not we opt to be married or we opt to be single. So let me start with the benefits of marriage. Now, keep in mind, I'm sure that you'll have your own personal opinion, whether married or single in terms of what you believe the benefits are and you are entitled to your opinion. I'm not saying that this is the end all to be all. However, it's just some of the information that I was able to gather. And so I am choosing to share. So what are some of the benefits of marriage? During my research, this is what I found. That whenever you are married, you enter into the possibility of marital tax deductions. You also have the option of IRA benefits. 
As a spouse, you obtain legal decision-making benefits. And what that means, because I've witnessed it firsthand, is that if for any reason a decision had to be made and there were your spouse, that, like let's just say that you're the spouse and your better half, other half, is in the hospital. And your other half has parents that are still alive. Well, the doctor is not going to seek insight from your parents unless your parents have power of attorney. By being married, whatever decision that your spouse makes, it is going to trump your parents' decision. So that is something to keep in mind. Um, I have witnessed where there was a, a family, family member of mine who had his mother and father had the power of attorney he most likely would still be living. But because his spouse had the power over them and they didn't have any documentation showing that they were the power of attorney, she was able to opt that they pull the cord. So that is just something to keep in mind. Whenever you are yoking up with someone, hopefully you can truly, truly trust them with your life literally and figuratively. You also can obtain inheritance benefits. You're able to, if you, well, they encourage it to jo um, to file jointly. Um, you can also set up a prenuptial agreement. So that's a benefit for some. Let's say you're extra, extra wealthy. You want to make sure that whatever you entered into the marriage with, that if you all are not able to dwell together, live together, stay together, that you can leave that marriage without he or her taking everything that you worked so hard for. There are social security benefits. Oh, and keep in mind, I am not a lawyer. Therefore, I cannot give you any legal advice. This is merely things that I have researched. And it might not be 100 proof, but it will still give you an idea of some of the benefits of marriage. Um, health insurance benefits. Because you may want to consider combining your health insurance benefits. You can plan your estate as a married couple. You can invest for retirement with your spouse in mind. You can also, and I have spoken on this in a previous episode about having a joint bank account. Now, my advice to you is that, and you don't have to take it, but this is something that I do believe may help a lot of relationships, is where you have a joint account where you combine paying bills. And then you have a separate account to where if you want to surprise your spouse or if you have, um, you still want that sense of independence. I know some couples, that's a battle because some couples feel as if you were independent when we were single. But now that we're married, we need to be honing in on doing everything jointly. So it's whatever's going to give you peace is really what I recommend. But if you do opt to file a joint bank account, um, keep in mind that this doesn't eliminate any prior debts that you two may have had or what you may have brought into the marriage. 
But what it could do is allow both of you to take a new debt as a couple, take on a new debt as a couple. Plus, when one of the spouses has excellent credit, and let's say the other one may not have as excellent of credit, it can help both of you as a couple to improve your opportunities to borrow. So there's a strong possibility if you have one spouse that has an immaculate credit, and even if yours is fairly okay, based on the spouse's immaculate credit, it may allow your borrowing ability to increase. So that's something to keep in mind. Also, I'm sure a lot of you probably thought this is going to be what I started off with, but no, because depending on your relationship, it may be the number one focal point and it may become further down the line, depending on how, <laughs> where you sit when it comes to your marital status. So sexual intimacy. And um, so a lot of people, not all, but a lot of people um, love, especially people I believe that are in religious in religion um they love the ability to be married so that that way um they are able to have intimacy with their spouse and not have a feeling of guilt um because the way religion works is that it is stated in the bible that fornication is a sin so by being married um that allows them to feel like they're not sinning as much you know because christians they sin they they still sin they just sin less and so having a lifetime partner to go through the ups and the downs and the nuances of life um whenever you're having a lot you have a loss in the family to be able to have that person to lean on i remember when i lost my grandfather i remember when i lost my aunt my uncle i had a whole lot of losses this year and so I really truly believe that had I had a purpose partner, um, although by the grace of God, I was able to get through those storms. I truly believe that had I had a purpose partner, it would have been a little easier for me to get through those storms instead of having to weather them alone. Um, so I could definitely attest to having a lifetime partner and how that would be an advantage. And marrying teaches us how to pray for others. Because I know that anytime that you are in a marriage, there will be times that you don't necessarily like your spouse, but you still love your spouse. And so sometimes you'll find yourself having to pray yourself through a circumstance whenever y'all are not liking one another. You don't like what the person did. You don't like how they handled the situation. You got a few bones to pick with them. Prayer will be your best friend. And... Marriage helps to refine our own refine our own character. So when you are married, maybe there's things about you that you don't necessarily pay attention to because it's you. you you've been living with yourself your entire life. So maybe you don't see your quirks. Maybe you don't see the things that you do that are obnoxious. Maybe you are just truly unaware. Maybe you don't see how there are certain things that you say that can be unnerving to your spouse or even the people around you. Well, one thing that helps is whenever you are married, um, your spouse is able to point those things out and then help you to build your character and refine your character.
procreation within the marriage realm is such a beautiful thing. And so if you are someone who desires a child or children to be able to experience this in the realm of marriage is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Marriage is also a part of God's design to point people back to him. So that is something that, again, I've stated um, whenever you are in a religious setting that it is encouraged to be married. Um, there's even a scripture that says it's better to marry than to burn with passion. And so um, if you are in a religious setting and you are in a situation that maybe you're being judged because you're living with your partner, um, maybe marriage is the choice that you are encouraged to make. Last but not least, support, support, support. So one of the things that um, as I journey through my life of singleness that I truly, truly desire is to have my purpose partner present so that I can receive the support that I truly desire. Um, I've noticed in dating how this particular individual I've noticed how he is very very supportive and that right there I believe it just it gives me the opportunity to see that there are still people out there that are willing to support you and all that you aspire to accomplish and all that you aspire to do it was so funny because the other day I was so elated to share with him um, some paintings that I did when COVID-19 first hit. And he was so supportive of my little baby version of Picasso. My little amateur paintings. <laughs> then he sent me his drawings and his paintings. And I felt like a kindergartner compared to the stuff that I saw that he has done. But the fact that he was so supportive and the fact that he was like, you know, and I can show you how to do this and I can show you how to do that. And it could bring these images even more to life. That's the type of support that I believe that I desire in my life, not just on a casual basis, but on a regular basis. And so um, even with my books, he didn't even hesitate. I think it was like date three and he was already like, I'm about to purchase both of your books. And, and he did. And so to have people like that in your life that are willing to support you um, and the vision that you have for your life. Um, I also sell jewelry. And so the other day he was like, I'm going to check out your website because I'm going to buy a few pieces of jewelry from you. And so just to know that there's someone that sees what you're trying to do, that sees what you aspire to do, that sees what your end goal is, and they're willing to pour into you. I really believe that that's one of the advantages of having a lifetime partner, a purpose partner, is that whenever you are trying to brainstorm and whenever you are trying to figure out which avenue should I take, how should I go about this? What is this going to look like if I were to do X, Y, and Z? To be able to have a person tell you, I believe in you, you've got this. Whatever you do, whatever you're trying to do, we're going we're gonna to see this through. 
I think it's a beautiful thing and I think it's something worth celebrating. And I feel like there are a lot of married couples that may have that and they don't even recognize it because they're taking it for granted. If you are taking it for granted, please take a moment to show your appreciation and your gratitude for someone that is willing to be in your corner no matter how many times you turn it. Because that is a beautiful thing, in my opinion. So what are the some of the benefits of singleness? Well, let's talk about that. You get to master the art of quality time alone. Enjoying your own company. I remember when I took a moment to take myself out to eat by myself solo. I'll never forget it. Um, I went to this restaurant and the waitress looked and she was like, just one? Because I was at this big old booth. I said, yes, a party of one. But I was so happy about it because it was my initial first time going somewhere alone. Right up the street was a movie theater. So what I had wanted to do was treat myself to dinner and a movie. So I was going to literally eat my dinner and then go a little bit up the street, which it was in the same parking lot, but it's just, you know, a little bit further down and then go watch a movie. And it literally was a wonderful experience because I did it alone and I was able, I love to people watch. So I was able to people watch, look at different tables um, I also, this is something that I'm trying to remember if I put that in my book or maybe it'll be in one of my future books, but I literally, um, was able to look at different tables and imagine what type of conversations they were having in those, <laughs> at those tables. So I love things like that. I love to people watch. I love to see how people connect with one another. Um, I just think that it's just amazing to watch. And so I did that. And I had the time of my life by myself. So that was the start of something. I've been doing it ever since. I treat myself to restaurants all the time alone. I treat myself now that COVID, um, I mean, now that the everything is opening up, I know it's closing back up again. But when it was opening up, I had no problem with going to the movies. Before we ever had COVID-19, I was always at the movie theater by myself. I would come home and tell my kids, oh yeah, that movie was great. And they would look at me like, really, mom, you went alone? You got us over here and you went alone? I sure did. I treated myself. And so that is one of the perks of being alone. Now, I'm not saying that once you get married that you still can't have those moments. But what I'm saying is, is that th this is one of the benefits of being single. And you get to travel on a whim. You get to look up. And if one day you're like, you know what? I want to book a trip to a whole new city a whole new state, or a whole new country. You can do it without having to explain yourself to anybody, honey. Without having to get permission from anybody, honey. You get an opportunity to soar by your lonesome. And then meet people along the way and not feel any ways tired because you've made new connections. You can work on yourself and take as much time as you need to do just that. You can discover what it, like I made a vision board the other day. Now, mind you, it took me about 
uh, about a week for me to complete the vision board. But the way that my room, I literally just was able to get my room back intact today because I had pieces of magazine over here. I had glue over here. Like I literally created this atmosphere where I had this big old poster board but then I had all these different sections that had different words from magazines that I was cutting out of and so my space was in disarray for a few days as far as like the cuttings and all of that and I was wanting to be ever so careful the way that I placed everything on the board to where that didn't bother me but if I would have been in a relationship, I probably would have been called everything but a child of God. While I knew what the end goal was, the end goal was to make sure that my vision board was just rightly so and perfect in my eyes. It needed to be a little chaotic in the interim while I was getting my stuff together. Now, it's right like I never did it. It's all put up. My vision board is put up. Everything is put away. The magazines are in their bin now. All the extra pieces, the scissors are where they need to need to be now. Um, all that extra stuff is now in the trash. You know, all the whenever you're cutting out little pieces or whatever that you get. So all of that is put away. The floor is clean. You can see everything. But there was a moment where you had pieces of magazine in different sections. And I knew what I was doing. But somebody else coming in would be like, what? Has she lost her mind? No. I was trying to get this together and I knew and now every time I look at it I smile because it's it's everything I wanted it to be and more so yes I know you're probably like girl it's August of 2021 what you doing doing a vision board you know this is something that I normally do at the beginning of the year and I feel like I robbed myself by not doing it and so before the year ended I wanted to make sure that I, excuse me, that I actually took the time out to create my vision board. When I created my vision board in 2020, I did not know that COVID-19 was going to hit. Now we're in the midst of COVID-19. And one of the things that I had to tell myself and remind myself is just because this has occurred and just because this is kind of our reality right now, girl, you don't have to stop having a vision for your life. You don't have to stop dreaming. You don't have to stop seeing things in a different light, even if now it may take a little bit longer to manifest because everything that's going on. So one of the things that I put on my vision board was good girl, be inspired. So I decided to inspire myself because I believe that's the cure. That's the cure to overcoming depression. That's the cure to overcoming complacency. That's the cure to overcoming rejection. That's the cure to overcoming negativity. Um, And so I decided to take a moment to truly write my vision down in the form of a vision board and make it plain. And that way, anytime that I am in an atmosphere that I absolutely can't stand, I can look up and be like, You need to keep inspiring yourself, girl, because you bring a lot to any table. Don't forget that. And so now I'm able to look up and I'm able to see how I want to be more present as a parent with my children. 
um, that I want to protect my family at all costs, that I want to continue to keep it real, that I want to continue to work hard uh, because it's just in me. It's just in me. And that I need to continue to shine bright and remain energized no matter what it is that tries to present itself. One day this storm shall pass. One day we will be past COVID-19. And I needed to create a vision to remind myself that trouble does not last always. I've been abstinent for a while now. And so I had to remind myself and actually put it on my vision board why it is that I am in this season. Who it is that I'm doing this for. How it is that I can remain on this path. And it'll be so worth it. Because I'm choosing to love myself first. I'm choosing to honor my temple. I'm choosing to value myself. And they say that you teach people how to treat you. So what better way to teach my purpose partner how to treat me than for me to already honor and value my own temple. So that when he is looking upon me, he knows I can't treat her like I've treated everyone else in my past. There's something different about this one. So I'm doing this on purpose. You can be selective about who you spend your time with. That's a beautiful thing in and of itself, single people. You get to select who is it that I'm going to spend my time with, even if that person is you. Even if you don't want to be bothered with nobody else, even if you need some time, some alone time, even if you just need to breathe, even if you need to refocus, reset, which is something that I've been doing for the past few days because it is very necessary. Sometimes you just have to take a moment to reset. And so that's what I did. I took a moment to reset and I'm so glad that I did. You can avoid matching up with the wrong individual. That's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. I was literally wanting to hopefully help some people from, I wanted to help a few people not fall in the same traps that I had fallen into. To not repeat the same mistakes that I've repeated. I wanted it to be where, although I went through it, hopefully there is something that I could share that would have someone say, ding, 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 ding. Okay, so that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to be 47 years old and still single. So what am I going to do to change that trajectory of my life? That doesn't have to be my testimony. So what am I going to do different? I want it to be that person to help other people see if you are even older than me. Okay, so I've done this single thing for quite some time and I've even mastered being abstinent. But you know what? I'm really ready for my purpose partner. What does that even look like for me? Just giving different examples of what it is that I've been through, what it is that I've overcome, how it is that I have turned what could have been considered a negative. Because once you've been married and then you end up being divorced, you know, it's, it's sometimes you get shamed for that. And so I wanted to figure out a way to turn that negative into a positive and to be able to share my life transparently in hopes that, like I said, it would help someone else not make the same mistakes. 
I hope it helped. I hope it's helping. You avoid becoming codependent on others. I remember I read a book about codependency and I I had never realized that in some of my relationships, that's exactly what I had become is codependent. I didn't know how to operate without that individual in my life. I didn't know what it would look like to live without that individual. Everything that I did was centered around that particular individual. And so one of the things that I have really been very much aware of is once and if God ever breathes on my vision of having a purpose partner and I meet my purpose partner and we become one eventually, I really pray that I will not be codependent on this person and vice versa. I pray that we will have a very healthy dialogue with one another, that we will be able to sharpen each other like iron sharpens iron, and that we'll be able to grow together so that God gets the ultimate glory, but that we're not completely codependent on one another. So in your singleness, you get a chance to break away from some of those things that are considered toxic so that you can recognize, oh, this is what I don't want. This is not what I want. Um, This is a behavior that I can't get adjusted to. This is something that's got to fall by the wayside. It it doesn't need to go into my next relationship. So a part of, I believe, there are some people that don't believe in dating. I believe that it's necessary today because how are you going to find out what it is that you will and will not deal with? Um, So in my dating, I am starting to recognize what is a deal breaker. I'm also starting to recognize what I really want to see mirrored in an actual relationship. And so I think it's great quote unquote practice and I'm not compromising myself by doing it. So it just depends on who you are and what it is and how it is you, you opt to operate. In your singleness, you get an opportunity to learn about your pet peeves as well as your proclivities. So, I had a dream. I'll go ahead and and share it because I just had it last night. I had a dream and in my dream, I was dating someone. And apparently in this dream, we were quite serious because we were in route. It was me, him, and we had a mutual friend who was in the back seat. And we were on our way to my mother's house. So my mother was on a speaker and she had stated something to me. And it it was the tone in which she, she used. I mirrored it. And my, the guy that I was dating, he went like that. When he clapped his hands, I changed my tone. And I was like, okay, Lord, I, I really don't know what this means, (laughs) but what I gathered from that is that I was willing to submit. He didn't have to say anything. It was how he reacted that made me. Now, I pray to God that I'm not going to be in no abusive relationship or nothing like that. But when he clapped his hands, it changed my tone. It was like, be mindful that that is your mother that you're speaking to. Don't even if she's raising her voice at you, you don't raise your voice at her. And so what I gathered from that dream is that, okay, this is something that you may be doing unaware, but for it to be in your subconscious, like for you to dream about it, 
you need to be mindful of how it is that you are showing respect toward your parents. So make sure that you're not raising your voice. And even if your mother is using a higher pitched tone, you don't have to match that tone. You can still converse with her. You can still respond to her without raising your voice equally so that it doesn't seem like you're in any way, form or fashion being disrespectful to her. But what I also gather from that dream is that whoever it is that God is going to position in my life that is in that role, that I will be submissive enough to him to be mindful of, okay, you're going about this the wrong way. I need you to, to you know, I need you to switch that up. So, yeah, it was very interesting. I thought that dream was kind of really, really interesting because I was like, wow, the man just clapped his hands, Lord. And I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> what? I mean, wow. But yeah, so I had that dream last night. So, you know, anytime that I have a dream, I do try to take time out to kind of look into it. And, and I haven't really even studied that dream yet. But I really I thought it was quite interesting that all he did was and I changed how I was speaking. All he did was clap his hands. He didn't say nothing. He didn't raise his voice. He didn't. All he did was clap his hands. And that was, and maybe that was our code. Maybe that was a conversation that was had while we were at the house. That anytime that I feel like you're being disrespectful or anytime that, you know, or vice versa, I'm just going to clap my hands and we will both know what that means. Maybe that was, a, that was our, you know, like they say, there's words that you use whenever you're in awkward situations. Some people say pineapple. It just depends. So maybe that was our dialogue prior to us getting out in public. It's like, well, I'm just going to clap my hands. I'm not, we're not going to say nothing. We're just going to clap. And when we clap, we both know that it's like tone it down a little bit. I don't know. It was a dream. So I don't know. But it did give me a preview of be mindful of how it is that you're speaking to your elders. Be mindful of the tone that you use when you're talking to your mother or when you're talking to your father. Just be mindful. And so when you are in your singleness, I'm not saying it cannot be done in marriage, but when you're in your singleness, you do get an opportunity to delve into what are your pet peeves. I know one of my pet peeves is someone raising their voice at me. That's a given for me. And yeah, I know I'm very passionate, so I'll have a high-pitched voice anyhow, but that's just because I'm passionate. I don't go around yelling at people. So whenever I'm being yelled at, that is truly an issue for me. So in my dream, I noticed how my pitch changed when I was being yelled at on the phone. And maybe that is something that I'm being told while I'm single that I need to work on. I need to work on my tone. I need to work on my response. I need to, and I'm willing to do that. And I have time to do that because I'm by myself. <laughs> as well as your proclivity. So you get an opportunity to, to figure out like, okay, so what are my weaknesses? What am I truly weak about? I was telling um, one of my guy friends, I was telling him how, um, one thing I'm learning is that because I've been practicing abstinence, now it's like second nature. I don't even think about sex like I used to. Um, it doesn't even come to the forefront of my mind. I could be in the presence of a male, one that I find very attractive. Sex is the furthest thing from my mind. Being in that person's presence, enjoying their company is now in the forefront of my mind. Enjoying the conversation. It's like I've, it's taken a shift. It's taken a back seat. And so I was like, but what I've also realized is that just because this is my comfort zone, 
I still have to be mindful that if someone finds me attractive, it's certain things I cannot do because that's their proclivity. So if that's their issue, I can't put them in a tempting situation. I can't be extra flirtatious. I can't, you know, I, it, what may be a simple hug to me may be something that causes them to be aroused. I have to be mindful of that. So it's also whenever you're single, and I feel like married people should do this too, because sometimes it's like you get so comfortable with carrying yourself around your spouse a certain way that you forget that they're still thirsty people in the world and the way that you're carrying yourself with your spouse you can't necessarily do that in public with somebody else because they're gonna take it the wrong way but I have come to recognize that okay just because girl you have gotten to the point that you are able to practice self-control in this arena do not put someone else in a position ignorantly or consciously where they're like, oh my goodness, I got to pray right now. You know, so it's like I try to make sure that my conversation stays decent. I try to make sure that our interaction stays decent. Um, so that way I'm not becoming that stumbling block for someone who is trying to honor the fact that I'm operating in abstinence. Um, I'm not kissing on people. I'm not, you know, it's certain things that I'm just not doing to make sure that this doesn't become an issue for someone that I may find attractive that I may enjoy their company but at the same time I don't want to fall and I don't want to be their temptation I hope that makes sense because it made sense in my head so when you're single that is also something that you're able to learn about yourself um, in hopes that it'll make you a better person it'll make you more aware of your surroundings it'll make you more aware of the people that you're interacting with um, you get to find out what your what your strengths are. You get to find out what your weaknesses are. You can even convey them, articulate them to people. Let's say you are dating. You can say, well, th this is my pet peeve and this is the stuff that, you know, is an issue for me. I found that my dialogue when it comes to interacting with people is actually more it's more detailed because as I'm learning about myself, I'm able to communicate that a lot better. So my conversations have expanded because now since I've been studying myself, I'm able to see, okay, so yeah, I don't like that. Oh, I love that. Oh yeah. And I enjoy, enjoy this. And so I'm able to do that. And it's, it's like a, it's, it's refreshing for me. It's very refreshing for me because it's like for the longest time, I was not able to, well, at least I, I convinced myself that I wasn't able to speak my truth the way that I, I desire to speak my truth. But now as time has gone on, I speak my truth unapologetically. And so I'm able to communicate, this is the reason why I'm abstinent. This is the reason why I'm doing X, Y, and Z. This is the reason why I chose this path. This, And I'm able to do that and not draw back. And it's so refreshing. It may not be refreshing for the receiver, but it's refreshing for me. Um, because I feel as if I'm growing in that area. And so it's, it is, it's, it's a good feeling to know, oh, you can, you can tell people like, this is why I, I don't do this. And this is the reason and give examples about it too. So yeah, I call that growth. So this is going to conclude my episode on today. However, um, I would love to read my letter to my future hubby. 
And this is something that I try to do quite often. So here we go. It is dated August the 15th of 2021. Here we go. Dear future hubby, how have you been? Are you good? I sure do hope so. I pray that with each passing day, you are moving that much closer to your goals, your dreams, and your aspirations. Just a thought. Isn't it something how when you speak to some married folks, they encourage you, honey, remain single, telling you that you are free. And when you speak to some single folks, they encourage you to keep the faith because your king or your queen will eventually find you. I wonder, is your desire to marry or remarry a strong one? Or are you on the fence about it because of your past experience or experiences? If you've been married before. I have my moments. There are times when I'm looking forward to sharing my life with my purpose partner. And there are also times when I find myself 100% content in my singleness. Is this an indicator that I'm not necessarily ready for remarriage? If I am finding myself 100% content in my singleness, I wonder, well, whether I am ready or not for remarriage, one thing is certain. This is still a desire that I have to remarry someday. I also know that God answers the desires of our hearts. Therefore, should our desires one day align, I'll see you then. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing morning, evening, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. However, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.